Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today we have a great episode because, you know, one of the very essential things to growing your business is getting the right level of support. And in the world we live in, the virtual assistants can be a phenomenal resource to really help you take your business to the next level. Now, one of the challenges a lot of people have is, well, how do I manage a virtual assistant or where do I find a good virtual assistant? Well, we brought a guest on for today's show and we're going to dive into that topic. So stay tuned for today's episode. So without further ado, let me bring my guest on. Molly, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you know, one of the topics that a lot I'm hearing a lot of people talk more about is when it comes down to having a virtual assistant. So I'm very interested in jumping into that topic. But before we do that, um, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, so I am a military spouse of 14 years, not married that long, but dating for 14 years. And I was brought into this this world where we're supposed to move all over the country and your career is kind of at a whim uh, and and just the opportunities just aren't there, like where we can choose the city we live in and and the career path we want to take. So after a few years as a corporate cubicle dweller, I say, I uh, quit my job cold turkey and became a virtual assistant, learned everything I could about the online business space and operating, uh, supporting entrepreneurs online websites, email management systems and processes, and really honed my skills. And along the way, I kept getting asked by mostly military spouses, how do I do what you do? It's so great. You're work from home. You're flexible. You're making an impact. And that's what created uh, the Virtual Assistant Academy that now trains and certifies US-based virtual assistants. And along the way, we heard from several entrepreneurs, probably like yourselves, saying, I need a VA. I need a VA. And that's what virtual assistant management. So now we have training and placement for virtual assistants and we love what we do. And uh, it's just been a great journey. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. You know, one of the things I will say is first, thank you um, to uh, the, the, the service that, you know, your family provides. Um, I, I grew up, my father was a retired medic in the army. So I, I lived the life of moving around. And one of those things that I think sometimes people talk about, you know, the person who's in the military, but they don't always recognize the impact to the entire family. Because when the family has to get up and move, like, um, there's a lot, like I was telling someone, I was like, you know, by the fourth grade, like I had moved nine times to where it's just like in okay. those early years, it's just like, wow, uh, there's a lot to the family. So thank you to your entire family for your service. Yes, same to you. That's a lot before fourth grade. <laughs> Good for you. And your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's one of those things. Like I remember having conversations with, you know, my my mom early on and, you know, and I think, you know, we live in a phenomenal time now where, you know, people do have the option where they can, you know, do something virtually. But, you know, in the, you know, the 80s and early 90s, you know, before the Internet took off, it's just like for my mom, it was just like, hey, our life has to be very mobile um, to where she couldn't fully become committed to something because we might have to move. Um, so, yeah, so I, I definitely 
huge appreciation to all military families and to you for what you guys are doing and just the lifestyle that you're navigating. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's what the, the passion behind this was to, it still is, is to employ as many military spouses as possible. So that's what we're doing. Awesome. Awesome. I love that mission. And, and I guess when you started thinking about, you know, the different options, because like I said, we live in a, a, a very virtual world to where there are a ton of options of where people can invest their time or what people can pursue. You know, when it came down to virtual assistance, what was it that really caught your attention about this angle? I think it's so diverse that a lot of the education that I do with entrepreneurs is just educating on what a virtual assistant can do. And it's tons of, of things. I mean, anything from the simple general admin that an executive assistant or a receptionist might do in an office, you know, that we all, all know and see all the way to um, managing content like a podcast like we're doing now or, or posting things to YouTube or updating websites and handling major projects and doing customer support and all sorts of things in between. So it really opened up this really diverse opportunity that you can do from anywhere with just about any background. We have virtual assistants that uh, don't have a college degree, but they have a, a ton of experience in the customer service space. And then we have virtual assistants that have their masters and some that are, you know, physicians assistants and dentists that are like, I, I can't work where I'm at right now. I need something. So it's really amazing that the background of, of mostly women that we have and, and they're all so unique and so different. And so are the clients. So the entrepreneurs have the same diversity. And so it's just amazing how, how it works really well in placing and matching the two. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So, you know, now for yourself, I mean, when it came down to, you know, it's one of those things to have an idea of I like tea. I see a problem that needs to be solved to come up with a solution and then to build a business around providing that solution. How has that journey been for yourself of serving entrepreneurs oh. <laughs> and being one yourself? <laughs> yeah, it's been really interesting. Um, you know, it started with just having the same conversation in a coffee shop over and over and over with with the virtual potential virtual assistants. And I thought, wow, you know, that that old saying, if you say something more than once, you need to write it down or you need to record it. Uh, so that's what I did. And I created the first iteration of what is now the Virtual Assistant Academy. And it's gone through a few cycles because things change. And then the same thing keeps happening with entrepreneurs. I'm, I'm, ha I'm having constant conversations. How do I hire the right VA? How do I know it's a good fit? Um, and, and that's, you just listen and you pay attention to the problems that people are having and then start to build the solution for them. So I'm constantly talking to entrepreneurs, asking what they need in a VA and, and then creating that content to be able to train and certify and have people at the ready for the entrepreneurs themselves. Awesome. You know, one of the things that I find when talking to, you know, my background is accounting and finance. And so we provide, you know, bookkeeping, virtual bookkeeping and CFO services. And one of the questions that we usually get to a lot is as we're talking through things and they want to grow their business, like, hey, you need to hire some help. And one of the things that, you know, that I inevitably run into that a lot of entrepreneurs say is, well, what I need is unique. Now, you've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs. Now, as you hear the problems that they talk about, you know, how much uniqueness in the problem <laughs> cases do you hear? Um, and unique, you know, that's such a term. You're like, what are they talking about? The, the word I get a lot is I need a unicorn. Like I need someone that's just and I'm like, well, don't we all? And they do exist. Right. Um, so for me, 
really getting crystal clear with the entrepreneur of, you know, how do they generate revenue? What systems do they use? Do, are they missing some things that they need to be automating? Like that's kind of where we start because you can handle a lot of outsourcing just through the technology we have today at our, at our hands. No longer do you need to have a, someone scheduling all your things. You can send links and it takes a fraction of the time as a simple example. Um, but it really starts with getting crystal clear with that. And then what are the day-to-day things that they need to get off their plate. Um, and, and sometimes they are really unique, really obscure softwares that a law firm might use, for example, or, um, you know, we, we've helped like plumbers and local businesses like get up to speed. So it's, it's so, it is unique. Every situation is unique. It's rare that we have a client come in and say, this is my CRM system. I'm on Squarespace and I use Facebook. You know, it's... <laughs> It's a little bit of everything. Um, so that's where we encourage virtual assistants to just know a little bit about all the softwares. And if you know how to update something in Kajabi as an example or Squarespace, it's likely you can probably create a blog in WordPress because you just kind of figure it out. So lots of uniqueness that falls into both sides of what a VA can do and, and what a client needs. Awesome, awesome. So now when it comes down to, you know, you know, entrepreneurs finding that 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 right VA um, without giving us all of the insights and the wisdom that you share, because I know you guys have a ton of it. Um, and I really want people to be able to go over to your website to find out more about it. But are there any, you know, any obvious things that any obvious advice you give like to entrepreneurs like, hey, if you're going to hire a VA, here's kind of what you need to do to help that VA have a good path to success. Yes. So onboarding is something that cannot be overlooked when you hire any team member. And you'd be surprised how often this just goes out the door. They hire a VA and they expect everything to just get done and they disappear. Happens, I'd say, at least one in five. Um, So now we have checks and balances in place where we're like, when's your onboarding call? What are the processes you're using? So that's a super important piece. When you get ready to hire a VA, make sure that you have the capacity as a business owner. I know you're really busy, especially if you're hiring an assistant, uh, to have that time probably once a week, at least for the first month to really get them up to speed, make sure they have access to everything uh, and that you're communicating effectively. Second thing I would say that's super important is using some type of communication tool. Um, My go-to is Asana. People love Trello. There's Slack. You know, what is the channel where you're tasking your team and being able to have transparency and they can ask questions and everything's in one place? And then lastly, I think it's just the ongoing communication to be successful. So where we see things break down, it's it's between a client and a virtual assistant or entrepreneur and an assistant, and they're they're texting, they're emailing, they're using Asana, they're using Google Hangouts, and they're on Zoom. Like it is insane. <laughs> How do you manage that? So, and it happens because they're you know the entrepreneur is like, I need this, I need this, you know. So I think having that channel of communication, whether it's a project management tool. It could be as basic as a spreadsheet. And then I always recommend having that SOS channel. So if things are hitting the fan, you're like, okay, I can text you if I really need you. And that happens, you know, every so often. So those are kind of my three important things as you're hiring a virtual assistant to make sure you have in place for it to be super successful. And we see great things happen after this. Gotcha. Awesome. So now I want to talk a little bit about the onboarding because, 
one of the things that I realized in talking to entrepreneurs myself and even having gone through it myself um, is that when it came down to onboarding, you know, a person, I was like, man, I was so unprepared for this. Like, I, <laughs> like even when I worked in the corporate world where I think I was, you know, I, I had the luxury of the corporation kind of had some HR kind of systems and there were enough people in place to where when you hire someone, like if I didn't have anything for them to do, they can sit with this person and sit with this. But when you're an entrepreneur and you don't have the luxury of this full staff of people around you to where it's just like, you know, have you seen, you know, entrepreneurs like get really good at onboarding or do you notice that a lot of entrepreneurs are kind of pretty much kind of trying to build the airplane while trying to fly it at the same time? Yeah, I see more of the latter, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're so stressed They get their VA and then they're like, now I have to onboard them or in a lot of cases train them. So a few tips and everything, everybody's different before you're ready to hire a VA or if you're starting to kind of feel those pains where you're like, I'm doing the same thing, I can outsource this, pull up Loom. If you're not familiar, Loom is a, a screen recording software that you plug into your Chrome. It's the easiest thing to use and start recording these things that you do. And that'll create some type of automated training deck for a VA or an assistant to come in and they have access to what you've been doing already. You can start there um, starting to document your, your, your passwords. If you're not using LastPass or something that's really easy to hand to a VA, um, that's a great place because half of onboarding is just getting access to the systems and the softwares that someone uses. Um, and I think that's super important. And then also remember, you don't have to have a VA for 40 hours, you know, so where you start them, I kind of use the term fractional virtual assistant, you're going to buy a fraction of their time. So you can start with five hours a week and then ramp up. So you're, you're kind of getting their feet wet, you're not over investing. And then you can say, I need capacity for 10 by month three, 10 hours a week, but let's start at five hours a week because that's what I can personally handle. Um, I argue that you should start at 10 hours a week and then go down, <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't work that way. So just know that you have that flexibility. Nice. You know, and I want to reiterate there, there was a really good point you made about the passwords, because I will say, I, I think back to when I was working for a couple of Fortune 500 companies, like whenever I started a new role, it was like a month before I got access to everything that I needed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, these were all essential things to, to like, to do the job to where I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs do that as well, where they've hired a virtual assistant and there were just things they didn't do to set that person up for success. And the passwords was one of those huge ones. And now we have this two-factor authentication that is just the worst <laughs> thing for assistance because the, the entrepreneur has to be around uh, to give us that code. So you're just, it goes on and they get so frustrated. So you ask you just scheduling a call to just go through passwords and try to log into everything it would save so much time and stress. Um, so a great recommendation there. Yeah. And, and I would definitely say, I mean, from an, like, I know accounting and finance. And so one of the things I would say to everyone that's listening is, you know, when you're trying to give a virtual assistant access to like, you, you know, the, those essential accounts that they would need is most banks have like a user management area where you can set them up their own account and you can, you know, give them view access to things because yeah, that, that two, that two layer authentication 
seems to be like it's going to be a growing problem. And um, and I'm, I'm interested to see how a lot of, you know, major companies start to navigate that since, you know, so much work is becoming virtual. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, one of the things I'm curious about on your end is, you know, for yourself, it is like, you know, as you're, you know, you're listening to, you know, so many different entrepreneurs, you're hearing the problems, the challenges they have, you're working with, you know, VAs and, and developing content there, you know, um, you're kind of playing like that, you know, that amazing matchmaker in the middle. So, you know, when you think about managing your own business, because, you're in the business of serving other entrepreneurs and preparing other people to serve entrepreneurs. You know, how has the journey been for you developing your business? It's been, it's been fun. I, I you know, I have to uh, take a dose of my own medicine, what I share with other people a lot and remind myself, I too need a team and I too need to outsource. Um, <laughs> I, I wear the controlling, not controlling, but the, I have to do everything entrepreneur hat that a lot of entrepreneurs have that come to us. Um, so I think staying, being my own client and recognizing that I have to take things off my plate has been super, super important. I have a placement manager who handles all of the, the placements and it, she is brilliant at it. She's gone through my program. She can speak to it. And so that's been a really amazing asset to me. And that's the most important piece of the business is making sure these entrepreneurs are served. So having a really high level person in, in that role was something I recognized really early on. And then having the right assistant support has been really great. Um, but I struggle just like everyone else. I think, you know, staying up and creating the content and keeping the business going and getting on podcasts like that, like this and shows like this is super important. And, and just really putting everything I have into reaching as many people in, in order to serve the mission of employing as many military spouses as possible. So that's what it all comes back to. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And like I said, I, I'm a huge fan of the great work that you're doing for military families. So, you know, when people think about, you know, working with your business, they, you know, they, they view, utilize, you know, the, the resources that you provide, you know, what's some of the, you know, what's some of the feedback that people say of like, how do they talk about the experience of working with your company? Yeah. So we get a lot of clients who have hired the wrong person multiple times. And a lot of times it's because they're trying to do it the cheapest way possible, or they're doing something on Upwork, which I have no problems against. I still hire on Upwork as well. Um, But when they come to us, they're tired. They need someone that works really well. They can dive in and be a partner to their business, not just an outsourced person that sits in an office. Uh, So we really provide partnership, people that care about your business. They might say, how was your weekend? How are your kids doing? Like it really becomes an extension of your team. And I think that that's super important. So our feedback's just been, it's been amazing. And and, uh, the pandemic has only helped us in in our work or slammed with the amount of people needing virtual work and the amount of people wanting to hire virtual assistants. Um, And so we've just really found a really great place. A lot of our clients are agency owners. Uh, We have a big market there. So they're hiring virtual assistants and they're part of a 15 person team in a lot of cases and they're being brought in Um, or they're working for solo entrepreneurs like coaches, consultants, trainers, like one on one service providers. Uh, And they're seeing a huge relief because we have we have virtual assistants that can wear a lot of hats so they don't have to hire the 15 people like an agency would. Um, So it's just it's been great. I never would have expected it to to go this well and and work as well as, as it is. 
Awesome. I love it. So if people are interested in doing business with you and they're interested in seeing the resources, the great things that you're doing, where should they look for you online? Yeah. So virtualassistantmanagement.com. This is our placement website. So you can book a free 15 minute consult call uh, with my placement manager or myself. And we kick it off from there and we can share with you how we can support you and hopefully take all those tasks off your plate that are bogging you down from what you should be doing. Awesome. I love it. Well, before we wrap up, one question that I love asking every guest that comes on is, you know, when you think about your journey of where you've been and you think about where you are now, you know, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with entrepreneurs and business owners? And it can be something you've already shared in this conversation that you want to reiterate, or it could be something new. So my two things would be the first one is you started a business as an entrepreneur with a passion to do some type of service in the world. And you're really excited about it. But along the way, you ended up wearing 27 different hats. You're doing everything under the sun and you're tired and you're not loving and you created a job for yourself and you're not loving it. So I just want you to know that there are resources out there. There are people that can help you that are type A and linear and ready just to serve with you and your in your mission. So look for that, whether it's through an agency like mine or an Upwork situation where you're just outsourcing very simple, basic tasks. So start there and identify those things you can get off your plate. Um, and then the second thing that I think goes uh, forgotten sometimes is we as business owners need to take care of ourselves. And so for me, that looks like personal development. So pick a book every quarter that's for you personally, or go to a conference. You know, I'm a big Jack Canfield um, success principles person. People love Tony Robbins. Like that space is so important to, to begin to take care of yourself again and remember why we all started these businesses. So pay attention to the personal development and what you can add into your life. Awesome. Well, Molly, thank you so much for being an amazing guest on today's show. Thanks for having me. This was super fun and I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the business talk library is the place where business makes 